and it looks like we're live. That was a rough loss for the Jazz, but I'm not... Honestly, after watching everything, digging through the stats, uh, there's some stuff that I want to analyze, but I'm not negative about the outlook on the Jazz. This doesn't change anything. As far as long-term, obviously, it would be awesome if we could have beat the uh, Clippers twice in a row, especially this time when both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard came back, but we'll get into that. Uh, I think there's a lot to talk about. I think this was a really good game. We learned some stuff about the Jazz, even in the loss. Um, the Clippers did kind of bring out a weakness of the Jazz, which we'll, we'll, which we'll talk about. And the good news about this is, I guess there's two sides to this good news, is one, the Jazz still looked really good when the Clippers were exposing this weakness. And two, I think it's something that the Jazz will be able to fix. And come playoff time, it's something that they'll be able to prepare for. When in this case, the announcement for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to come back was really last minute. Uh, Mike Conley came back, and that was pretty last minute as well. So the team didn't really have a ton of time to prepare with with Mike Conley being back in the lineup. So the lineup kind of changed in that way. And they didn't prepare super well for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Nick Batum to all come back. And and all three of those players with the Clippers played pretty well tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm, obviously, Kawhi Leonard was the best. Paul George did okay. Nick Batum did okay. But um, obviously, like all players with good minutes, that, that made, made a difference for the Clippers tonight. So, with that being said, like yeah, rough loss, but... Um, I, I'm positive. Hopefully all of you are positive as well. Um, and, and maybe if, uh, so I'll, I'll kind of dig through the stats typically. So I'll dig through the team stats box score, and then I'll get to the chat. So if you have any thoughts about the game that I missed while I'm kind of going over my analysis, uh, let me know, leave it in the live chat and, and we'll get to it and we can get that conversation going. Uh, but I'll go over the stats, leave a brief analysis, like I said, and and then we can hop into everything. But looking at the team stats, the one thing that stands out is the assists. And, and looking at everything else, the Jazz, you know, it's weird to say, like the Jazz, they shot 48% from the field and 35 from three and 86 from the free throw line. And that, for a normal team, that's actually pretty good. It's just I'm I'm used to seeing more from the Jazz, and so like I I want to say that's a bad shooting night. When honestly, it's a pretty good one. It's just we've seen better from the Jazz, and and I'd like to see better than that consistently from the Jazz. Uh, but uh, so they definitely could have shot better. Um, they were out rebounded by the Clippers. But getting back to that assist number, the Clippers had 22 assists, and the Jazz had 13. And, and normally, I'm on the Jazz about turnovers. Uh, this night, it was even 11-11 and 11 on both teams. So, I, I won't spend time on that. But the assists and why that... And, and this is something that, watching the game, um, it's something that really stood out. And, and I kind of expected this number to be low for the Jazz tonight. Because what the Clippers did is they forced the Jazz to play isolation ball. And and the reason why the Jazz are so good is because they have 
a bunch of isolation players who can play team basketball. And and they're really good as a team play. And that's that's one of the reasons why I love this Jazz team so much is they play as a team and and if you add every unit together, they're better together because of how they play. Uh, so they're like more than the collective parts of the team, which is awesome. And what the but what the Clippers defense was able to do, and when I heard that both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were coming back, I kind of anticipated this because the Clippers did this to the Jazz in the first half without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard uh, last game on Wednesday. Uh, but they they forced the Jazz into bad shooting and they forced the Jazz to play more ISO ball, which it turns out the Jazz are still really good at ISO ball. And and but the reason why I don't like that is. Like Donovan Mitchell obviously had a great game. He had some clutch shots right at the end there. But I feel like, like I said, like Donovan Mitchell fits in with this team when they're playing that whole team basketball. And that's when they really get into the rhythm. And that's when they really get their good shots. And so because, like, even though the Jazz still played good, because they were just not quite in that rhythm, that was the edge that made the difference. Which... As I said kind of at the beginning, I'm not terribly upset or worried about because if the Jazz have time to plan for that kind of stuff in a seven-game series, I feel like this team is is smart. They're competent enough to be able to make the like understand the switches that they need to make and make the switches in between games when it comes to playoff time. And Quinn Snyder is smart enough to identify those really quick and get them to um, to make those. And in this case, like I said, they didn't have a ton of time to plan for. So, but I think that was the key to the vic- key to the Clippers' victory. Another thing I'll throw in, and I you can make the same argument for the Clippers, but I don't think it's the same. Um, so the the argument is I I I so I didn't get this on recording. I think it was when Nate and I were talking after our recording on Saturday. And we were just chatting after we filmed that. So I don't think we posted it, so I don't have proof that I thought this. But I was telling him that I I had a feeling that the game that Mike Conley returned, if if they needed Mike Conley to play significant minutes in that game, I thought they were going to lose that game. And And the reason I thought that was because Mike Conley is, like, he's a part of the rotation, but they've definitely gotten into a rhythm without him. And and I I know they can get Mike Conley back into the rotation and and he'll be great. Uh, it's just going to take a little bit of getting used to and changing and and kind of breaking your rhythm to build a new one, which I think the Jazz will do and and they'll figure it out and it'll be fine. But I think that's another thing that hurt the Jazz. Obviously, you can make that same argument for the Clippers, where they had three starters. I believe Nick Batum started, but three starters come in and. Um, and then they had to regain, like, regain that rhythm. And the reason I don't think it's an argument for the Clippers is because their two best players came back, and so and Mike Conley he's been awesome for the Jazz, but he's not one of their two best players. And and so if like Donovan Mitchell had come back, that'd be a different story because a lot of the Jazz offense flows through him. And so even though Mike Conley had a good game. I think it kind of threw everyone else off as well, along with the Clippers forcing the Jazz into an ISO game. So that's kind of what I saw from the game. Obviously, down the stretch, it was awesome to see the Jazz fight for the win, even though it was unlikely they were down by 
double digits with less than three minutes to go in the game. And they almost won it, or almost forced an overtime. It was just, like, Mitchell hit two huge threes. Uh, Then he took another one, which was a bad shot. He should have... I understand it was, like, time was running out, and he didn't really have many more choices. And it just came down to the, the Clippers hit their free throws. Which... Like, oh, well, we lost by four. Uh, move on, and that, let's learn with it, learn from it. But overall, I think it was a like just a great game for both teams. Good game to watch. If it, if it wasn't, like, the Jazz, I, I probably wouldn't make as big of a deal out of the loss as I normally would have. Uh, because it was just, that was a good basketball game. That was fun to watch. But I'll hop into the box score now. Um, on Wednesday, I didn't really talk about the Clippers box score because it was really boring and the Jazz just kind of wrecked the Clippers on Wednesday when when they didn't have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard but I think I'll start with them real quick and then and then spend more time with the Jazz because obviously so Paul George came came back he had his 15 points which obviously helps uh five assists a steal rebounds the and the big difference maker was Kawhi Leonard with his 29 points the interesting thing though is Box score-wise, Kawhi Leonard had a much better game than Paul George, but he was a minus 9 and plus minus, and Paul George was a plus 6. And if you look at it, the the Clippers bench is really what came in and solidified the game for them, uh, especially uh, Morris and Zubach, Zubach, or however you say his name. Uh, they both had double digits and, and plus minus in the positive, so... Yeah, so like I thought that was interesting because I'm still a believer that the Jazz bench is awesome, but it's the Clippers bench that kind of beat up the Jazz bench with the secondary unit battle there, and that was a huge difference maker. And and if you look at the Jazz bench on the same side, Derek Favors he had a plus one, but the other three players who made the rotation tonight and Jordan Clarkson, Niang, and Ingles, they were all minus on the plus minus. And you look at the Jazz starters, and it's a mix of plus and minus. So, yeah, so that that's... I thought that was interesting. I, again, I'm not going to put much weight on this game as far as who the Jazz are, but um, it is, like, from a loss, you want, like, the team that beat you obviously exposes some of your weaknesses. And so the best thing you can do from a loss is look at those weaknesses and, and learn where you can fix them. And so, obviously, I still think the Jazz bench is awesome and and better than probably any other bench in the NBA. But they got beat up, and it looked like they got beat up by by a bench with size in this case, where they're playing more center, small forwards, more minutes there. And then they the Clippers also had Lou Williams, who is a very similar play style to Jordan Clarkson. So uh, maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Uh, Quinn Snyder is a lot smarter than I am, so I'm sure he'll look at this. He'll dig into it, study it, and and figure out anything that he needs to. And and uh, maybe he's he's just not going to put much weight on it. But I'll trust him to do his thing. I ex- I anticipate the Jazz to to keep winning. This isn't like a turning point in the season. But let's hop over and dig more into the Jazz score. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell was awesome. Uh, he had his 35 points and kind of what you expect from him with like four rebounds, five assists. And he's been doing great with steals. He got three steals this game, which I'm excited for. Bogdanovich had a bad game last game. Had a pretty good game this game with 23 points. 
and Mike Conley came back. He had 16 points, but he didn't really make an impact anywhere else. Um, I'm, that that I kind of expected. I didn't expect much from him in his first game back. 16 points I'm happy for. But they have the Hornets next. And so I'm sure that will be a great game for the Jazz to get Conley back into the lineup and get everything back to normal there. And, and Clarkson, he was huge in this game. He had a minus 15, which... I, like a minus 15 doesn't necessarily mean a bad game um it's just how how it plays out sometimes but he was honestly i think he was huge he he obviously impacted the the points column because the clippers were forcing the jazz into an iso ball and and when that happened then you see players like Mitchell and, and Clarkson step up and take more shots and kind of um, play their play that style of basketball, which they did. They both had good games, and as they started playing that, that's when you saw Bogdanovich getting more open shots, and as they were being more aggressive on the defensive end, especially Mitchell, that's when you saw some transition opportunities for other players like Bogdanovich. So, uh, good stuff, rough loss, but you live and you learn, uh, and and it's. The Clippers are a good team, and they they got their stars back, and and that's what happens sometimes. So, with that being said, those are kind of my thoughts about the game. If you have any other questions specific to this game, leave them in the live chat. I'll get to them. Any other questions or comments about basketball, leave them in the live chat. Uh, In the meantime, well, I'm about to hop in and kind of catch up on everything that I've been missing there while I've been digging through the numbers. (laughs) But uh, if you haven't liked the video, don't forget to like it. It helps us a lot, helps us reach more jazz fans to um, yeah, help them see that there's more good jazz content out here on YouTube. Also, if you're not subscribed and you're a jazz fan, you need to subscribe to this channel. We cover the jazz exclusively here, so uh, there's some good stuff. We have we have post-game reviews after every game, and, and then we put out another video or two every week about the jazz and kind of our thoughts on, on what's going. So, yeah, it's good stuff, so subscribe. Um, CDC, uh, the, the Jazz are still two games ahead of the Lakers. I still have the Jazz finishing as a one seed. Yeah, I'm, with how things are going, like, obviously, the expectation is the Jazz finish top three. Uh, and I, I kind of have the same expectation. I would expect the Jazz to finish first. This loss doesn't really change my opinion of what thing, how things are going, but, between seeds one and three in the West, it's pretty tight right now, so things can move around. Um, we have to like injuries are a possibility, so um, obviously that's not a lock. But I think the Jazz are one seed material right now, and as long as nothing crazy happens, they should they should hold on to that for the for pretty much the rest of the season, um, if not the rest of the season. Um, still an impressive game for the Jazz. We didn't play well and remained competitive. Yeah, I th- like. That's what I love to see is that it was a close game. The Jazz fought. They were down big, but then they still fought and came back. So they ended up only losing by four, and they weren't playing their like the Clippers were forcing them to not play their their game and their game plan, and the Jazz still found a way to get to come back and stay in it and and keep fighting. So that's awesome. That's that's one thing that you don't see from mediocre teams. That's something that like elite teams do where when when 
a lot of things are stacked against them and they're behind, they still find a way to, to keep it competitive. And obviously, I would have loved to see the Jazz come back and win this. That would be huge. But And that's what happens sometimes. But I I, I think there are almost more positives from this game than, than negatives that we can take away for the Jazz. Um, so, uh, so for James, so for those of you who don't know, they, we've been trying to get a hold of James Hansen. I did send him an email. Um, it was the, it was the first email that I found for him online. I don't know if that's the best one. Uh, so I'll, I'll reach out again, um, next week. Uh, I don't want to like bombard him and, and like, if he doesn't want to, like that's fine. That's his thing. He, he he's he's fine saying no. But obviously, I would love to bring him on. I I think it'd be really fun to talk to him. And and obviously, there's some interest from you that that would to see that happen. So I'll, I'll reach out and see what he says. If if he's not interested in this time, then then we'll drop it. And and then at that point, what we need to do is grow as a channel because if we can if we can build our channel big enough, and if if more jazz fans are subscribing and and we actually have something going, then it'll be a lot tougher for him to ignore us at that point. So if that's what happens, then then we'll have to start asking you guys more to, to reach out to your friends and get as many subscribers here as possible. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of where it is with, with James right now. I'll, I'll reach out again next week. Um, I'll see if I can find a different email for him. Yeah, so it sucks to lose, but great game Morris killed us. Yeah, Morris is one of those players that he's he's an awesome player to have coming off your bench. I would if the Jazz had him, I think that would be awesome. I think he'd fit in with the Jazz really well as well. But he's on the Clippers. He's a good defender. I wouldn't say he's great, but he works. He can he can hit threes. He can play like stretch five if you're really going for small ball, but I think he plays really well in that three four spot. So he and I feel like those stretch bigs, the Jazz oftentimes have a tough time with because either you have to worry, like Gobert has to figure out what to do and then pulls him out of the paint more, or a lot of times we have Bogdanovich on him on those stretch bigs. Uh, in this case, Morris was off the bench, and the Jazz have a pretty... So we had like Nying on him, Morris, but I don't know. It's It's tough to guard shooters sometimes, especially when that's what's going on. Um, so Will says, when Mitchell came back from the concussion, we lost to the Nuggets. And now when Conley, um, comes back, we lost to the Clippers. So only two games we lost were when someone was returning from injury. That's a good point. I didn't actually think about the, the loss to the Nuggets, but that's true. And, and that's kind of to be expected if this happens again down the road this season where someone's out for a week and a half or something and they come back. The Jazz, how they play, they kind of we've seen them get into rhythms and they get their system going and they they get really good at it. And what's awesome is they can adjust when a player's gone. But it makes sense that when you're in a rhythm and you're used to a player not being there, especially when you're playing a good team like this, and then you add another player with major minutes back, it's going to take some time to kind of get used to that. So th- that makes sense. Um, yeah, Donovan. I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but Donovan, he hasn't typically first quarters and, and this, this game, I'm not going to blame him too bad 
for not scoring well in the first quarter. I think he did okay in the second. Obviously, he wasn't great in the second as far as scoring goes. I won't blame him too bad for this game. He he was on limited minutes a little bit in the first half because of foul trouble. So he just didn't have as many opportunities to score. But I have noticed over the course of the season, Donovan Mitchell doesn't really come out on fire. If the Jazz start hot, it's because of Conley or, or some other player. Donovan Mitchell typically doesn't ignite that for the Jazz. Um, and I would love him to come out more aggressive sometimes, but at the same time, with how he closes games and with the Jazz winning by double digits in most games that they've played, I'm I'm not going to argue with it too bad. Um, it Yeah obviously having him score more points at any point of the game I'm happy with. We need a box that way better. That's something I wasn't watching, but it's true that we, we got beat out in the rebounds. So um, if you get beat on the rebounds, it's typically because you're not boxing out. So I'll just go ahead and agree with that one and assume you're right uh, based off of the stat. And, and that is that's another thing is sometimes when the Jazz get out of their rhythm, other fundamentals that they typically do pretty good just kind of start slipping. And and that's that's one thing that good defense can do, especially with a team like the Clippers, where I feel like they play more mind tricks and they, they kind of get you to just get out of your rhythm overall, which, like, good for them. Like, if you can do that against good teams and, and throw them out like the Jazz, like, um, that's awesome defense right there. Um, so... I'm hoping the Jazz kind of figure that out. I'm like I said, I'm. I don't think this is something that we should be concerned about come playoff time. Uh, there were multiple obvious fouls at the on the Clippers that the refs didn't call. I did see, I I did see a couple. Um. Yeah, nothing that's like. I'm like super angry about obvious. I feel like that happens almost every game in the NBA. There's going to be some stuff that the refs miss and it's frustrating, but it happens. Uh, um, there's been like, there have been a couple games where I was like 100% convinced, like <laughs> um, the refs had a bias, whether it was intentional or not. But most of the time I, I try to give to the refs more leniency than not. Um, but it, at the same time, when I have seen those games where the refs are more biased and I'm like convinced that they are, it is against the small market team. So maybe teams like the Jazz will get that kind of stuff, especially when they're playing in Los Angeles against uh, a major contender that like a, a major big market. And and I don't know, like we could go down that, that conspiracy rabbit hole that the NBA wants championships in big markets because it, it leads to more money, which would totally make sense money-wise because um, I feel like the benefit of a big market is that there are a lot more casual fans that just kind of hop on the bandwagon because uh, they're there. Um, and so if it's like someone who's not normally a Lakers fan, but they live in LA and the Lakers are good, they'll be a Lakers fan because that's what everyone is. And that's fun. And so then that leads to more sales and such. Um, But I won't jump down that unless something, unless it's like a, a Lakers Kings situation with the jazz this season. Um, if you remember back to, it was like the Kings were really good. They had 
like Chris Webber, um, Mike Bibby, uh, Peja Stoyakovic, and then they were playing the Lakers with Kobe and, and Shaq. And, and there's just some crazy ref stuff. So if that happens, then I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll totally make a video to tear into them. Sorry, I'm kind of low energy today. It is late. It's been a long week. And the Jazz lost, which didn't help either. But, yeah, that's kind of where things are. I'm still really excited about where where the Jazz are. They only lost by four. They fought hard. That was an awesome game for them. Um, and, and that's kind of what I have to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so if you have more questions to ask, I'll, I'll ramble on for a little bit more just to give you some time to ask more questions if you have something. Um, but so... So tomorrow, Saturday, obviously, uh, Nate and I, we record every Saturday morning. And so normally by 11 or 12, everything's kind of processed and ready to upload onto YouTube. So so keep your keep an eye out for that video. Um, if you subscribed, hit the notification bell. That way you get notified right, right when that happens and you can be the first one to, to comment and like. And, and you, you can earn those honors for tomorrow's video. So yeah, look forward to that. Uh, I'm sure Nate and I, uh, you've heard our anal- our individual like analysis on each of the games this week, but we haven't, um, like we haven't had the conversation together. So I'm guessing we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. Just talk about each of the games over the past week, and we'll look forward. Um, and we'll probably both have our conversation about. Um, All Stars reserves. I forget when they're announced. I don't. I don't think they'll be announced by tomorrow. So we we won't know how many Jazz players made it. But chances are two. And let's hope for Conley. Let's hope he makes a um, makes the third Jazz player. That'd be awesome. Um. So Will says that he wished um, Coach played Oni. I like Oni. I think he plays good defense, and I feel like he makes a bigger difference in games than a lot of people let, like give him credit for. In this case, though, the Jazz played a nine-man rotation and lost to the Clippers by four. I don't think playing a deeper bench would make a difference, especially since the bench players were the ones that um, had the had the negative on the plus-minus that kind of cost the Jazz points. So I love watching Oni when he plays. In this case, I don't think... Um, it would have made it would have given the Jazz a better chance to win. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll and and so CDC said apparently he's not a good motivator because he's been asking people to ask more questions. Um, I don't think it's on you. The the chat like the, there's only six people on right now, so it's kind of slow. Um, might just be late on a Friday night. People are tired and they didn't want to watch a stream about the Jazz losing and that's what happens that's fine but everyone look like make sure you watch the video tomorrow we'll put it out around like 11 12 that'll be awesome and rough loss but i think there's a lot that we can take away from it so i'm excited to see the jazz moving forward i I still think they're going to they're going to get another winning streak going just like that so thanks for joining me tonight yeah rough loss looking forward for uh to the rest of the jazz but Have a good night, guys. Thanks again.